After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy. That's John. And we're brought to you by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I'm sitting down to watch Coach Prime at 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturday morning, it will be with a Tito's Handmade Vodka. I don't know if Prime's a drinker. Uh, I I would guess he's not. Dern. Uh, I'm pretty sure he isn't. But if he was... I bet Shador and Shiloh, I feel like Shiloh's not getting the proper love, led the team in tackles. They should have a nice Tito's soda, a nice Tito's lemonade. Tito's lemonade, if you're going to play a little golf sometime, Tito's lemonade, if you're not going to just go with the Arnold Palmer, that's an easy one. Um, If you're going out, just grab a Tito's. Tito's and tea, a little Tito's and ginger, a little Tito's espresso martini to start the night. I like first drink, John, in the evening. If it's going to be a little late, first drink is the Tito's martini. The espresso martini, excuse me, with the tea. That actually might not be a terrible drink to go with 9 a.m. prime Matt Rule. To Good gotta call. get the juices flowing. <laughs> you know? Speaking of the juice, bro, Matt Rule, I, nobody has more pressure on them this week this week than Matt Rule. They're losing. Rivalry game, already lost, going to play this one, 9 a.m. If you lose this game, John, it's all, like that's the thing about playing a 9 a.m. game. The highlights are all day. Like you don't get to go to bed. For a long time. You just want to go to sleep. But if you lose the game, you don't get to go to sleep for a long time. Isn't that why the Pac-12 wanted these 9 a.m. games? They get Christian McCaffrey highlights going all day. And That's right. Mike Tomlin could talk about him as the best open field runner in the league. That's right. <laughs> He's the key to the whole Niners offense. That's what he said. Anyway, Tito's handmade vodka. Uh, we appreciate them. We appreciate you supporting Tito's very much. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsible. I, I played golf on what day would this have been? Labor Day weekend, Sunday morning, with the guy that works in the alcohol business. His company uh, is partners with Tito's essentially, and he this he's been in the business for a long time, and he uh, he's hung out with Tito a couple times. He said both times Tito same outfit, jeans, oh. boots, white polo, easygoing guy. They just you never. He's just one of those classic guys. Anyone that has an interaction with him. When you get that famous, you know, it can be hit or miss. It's always the same. Like, love the guy. He was awesome. Wish he, I wish I could hang out with him again. Tito Beverage. His last name is Beverage. <laughs> what an incredible, what an incredible life. What what a what a run. It's not over either. Just continue cops, it, cops it. at your house right now. Did you hear that? I don't know what that was. Uh, he's like Mike Tomlin, except he he wins he wins championships more recently, but. Yeah. So he just got the he's just like the champion. You know, he just owns yeah. the championship belt. It's just he's just the guy. So yeah. I did watch Tomlin. Did you watch any of Tomlin talk on Tuesday? Yeah, I well, I just added on probably 30 minutes ago, and it's just maybe I just might make it a weekly occurrence. Just check out whatever he's saying. They asked him about special teams. He's like, if you have a splat, because I guess last year they had some big special teams plays. Uh or maybe they had some in the preseason. They did have some in the preseason. And they asked him, he's like, you know early season special team splash plays. It's more about negligence than top flight performance. That was a great line. How would you then equate the 49ers special teams performances over the years? Well, you know, they, they maintain the negligence weeks one through 17. Yeah. And into the draft and the off season. I wonder how Tomlin would describe, uh, you know, it's actually aged pretty well for Hightower because it's just kind of sustained, you know, with him gone. Uh, the the Seattle a couple years ago performance where they uh, had a fake punt that the guy literally walked backwards into the end zone as he's waved everybody. I've never seen a guy go slower with no one even around. What are you guys doing? Extreme negligence is that that's a, that, that that to me performance. Was there two special teams touchdowns in that game for Seattle? Uh, I feel like there was there was another thing that happened in that game. Was there a fumble? A bad fumble? Yeah, man, I, it was. That's a performance that you think would would change the landscape of how you approached it, but no, it didn't really. It felt like forgotten about him a week later. Is that Brian Schneider? Yeah, maybe that's why Kyle fell in love with the guy. <laughs> yeah. 
He did the classic, like, he did it to me. Why don't we just take this guy when right. he's available? It's a very college thing to do. Do you think Kyle knew? I, I mean, give me a fucking break. He doesn't care about special teams. Do you think he had a breakdown beside, like, wait, that guy's available? Pete just fired him? Was that the guy that dialed up that No, break? I don't even. I think he Sorry. hired him and was like, oh, you're the same, Brian. That's you. You're the guy. Oh, yeah. man. Nice. I saw that. I remember that. Nice play. I mean, I was over there talking to Garoppolo, but they told me about it later. I didn't watch the film because I don't watch special teams film, but. Like I said, Sala told me it really killed us, put us in a bad spot. So, Do you think Jimmy got a little aggressive with his weird comment with two or three days later, a dude on the Raiders is Instagramming that he's locked out of the building, his fucking head coach that he's known for a decade, he thought they were boys, and the only guy he could lean on is his defensive coordinator. Like, welcome to the circus, Jimmy. Called the GM a, a Harvard bitch or Ivy bitch or something like that. You see that? And why are the Raiders calling... He, he claims the Raiders are communicating with his No, 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 no. The, 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 the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, I think is like a Harvard or Yale guy. Oh, okay. He's an Ivy League guy. Ziegler's not? Ziegler is with Josh and like the day ball, whatever that Ohio little school is, you know, oh, that they all went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The school, the call, the school like, of the mines or whatever. Yeah, the, the Cal Poly of Ohio that they all like claim is like some dominant program John that no one's ever heard of outside of Ohio. John Carroll. It's like they speak about it like it's Georgia meets Alabama plus the Cowboys. Like, guys, no one fucking outside of this region gives a shit about this. Right. What's the place where the Marines train at Pendleton? They're like, yeah, it's, camp. it's like their Camp Pendleton. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, uh, Coach Coach uh, Williamstead, he's, he's been coaching there for 45 years. He, he changed our lives. Like, yeah, guys, come on. Then Telesco went there. I mean, there's like 17 NFL guys, you know, that, that are – scattered throughout the NFL that act like John Carroll is like uh, Alabama in the 50s with Bear Bryant. Don't worry, Jimmy. Uh, over under Halloween for Garoppolo's last start for the Raiders? Did, didn't. Was Chandler Jones the guy that against the Patriots when Jacoby Myers threw it back to Mac Jones and Chandler Jones got it? It was him, correct? And yeah, it wasn't, back into the wasn't Steel yeah. Moore. No, so uh, I, I thought everything was uh, hunky dory with Chandler, but of course, you know, just week one, the Raiders. You just naked you never know. Poli- naked police station was Chandler, right? Yeah, and then Belichick immediately shouldn't be him. defined by your worst moment, but no, it was synthetic weed too, so it, uh, you didn't quite know what was coming. Mm. You know, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. can you imagine Chandler Jones? Not like he's me or you, right? I mean, he's a pretty dominant defensive end. Uh, in like the hate, the the uh, height of the Patriots dynasty, walking in, like what is going on? Should we uh, call Bill? <laughs> Bill's like he's your problem now. Yeah, he never played another snap for the Patriots. Brian on the chat says Bosa thirty two and a half per year. I'm calling it. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, it's great to have you in audio form. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, that's great too. Like and subscribe. All right, John, let's dive into it. You want to hear what Rap Sheet said today? Yeah. No, and I will say this, and I know it's been said on social media, and, and you know this point has been made, but I will still make it. The Boses take their value extremely seriously, from the top, from the father, to Joey Bosa, to Nick Bosa. If there is one family that could ever hold out into the season, this would be it. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I'm just saying this is one family that believes what they believe and, believe and will take, a, take that stance like essentially Nick Bosa have done. This is a hard contract to do. My understanding is they are already over, the 49ers are already over $30 million per year. They're already over TJ Watt. He is going to be the highest paid pass rusher in the NFL. That is not the question. The question is, does he beat Aaron Donald's contract of 31, uh, either 0.4 or 0.7 million, I can't remember right now, but somewhere in there. So that's the biggest question, 0.7, there you go. Uh, But that's not just it. There was a $5 million roster bonus that Aaron Donald got when he decided not to retire so how to account for that which is spread out over the years it's it's extremely complicated and trying to figure out where aaron donald came in will help get this deal done but the two sides obviously have a disconnect in how it's configured so the boses are saying aaron didn't sign three for 95 aaron signed three for 100 that's what the boses are saying and so that means that we want 34 million a year which is 170 million it's just not about the yearly averages, and and everyone is just obsessed with that. We know the 49ers care about a couple things. Out 
times, like when can we get out of the contract? And first and foremost, how much truly is guaranteed? How much we have to put in escrow? How big your signing bonus is? How much are we talking 112? Are we talking 130? The yearly average, you can fudge the living you know what out of it. That, that is, that, that's obsessed. Everyone's talking about that. That's not what they're arguing over. It's about guaranteed money. And we know the 49ers going back to Kaepernick love that little out clause. Obviously for him, it would be not every year, but it could be, is it three years or four years at the league year? You know, if, you know, they, they love that five days after the league year starts. Mm-hmm. So it gives them wiggle room to like anything better. Can we upgrade? If I'm going to break up with you, can I find another girlfriend? Cause if I can't, then I'll just keep rolling with you. So the 49ers are whatever this argument is over guaranteed dollars and the yearly structure. Everyone's going to talk about how much the year. I think that's so irrelevant. Like the TJ Watt conversation, ultimately when he barged into Rooney, was about the guaranteed money. That's what all these contracts are about. I don't understand why we're so obsessed with yearly. Like, would George Kittle have been better off signing? You could argue no, because he's going to end up playing out the $75 million contract, but his whatever, $33 million contract, a three-year deal, for you know less guaranteed than he ended up getting so but for 40 guaranteed like true every penny guaranteed right that that's what the nfl contracts are always arguing over is guaranteed money like that's what donald yeah he makes 30 a year but it was all guaranteed every penny basically right? i think the yeah no i agree with you because this is always the case right where the initial number comes out but i think the reason it comes up so much with this bosa conversation specifically is that from a guaranteed dollar standpoint, there's really no contest. Like the deal that um, that Donald got was only three years. So his guarantee before we even debate anything is going to be bigger than Aaron's. And Joey's deal, which is the biggest for practical guarantees, is a three-year-old contract that he got $102 million guaranteed on, right? So in terms of comps, like I think the AAV comes up a lot with this argument or with this conversation. Because they're, that's where the comps are. There's really no comps on the practical guarantee. Because like you said, or like I just said, the, the numbers are old and small. So he's 115 would dwarf Joey's. And maybe like you said, he wants more. I wondered at the beginning, maybe he wants it all guaranteed, like quarterback style. Why but, wouldn't he? If I, if I was him, well, that's what yeah. I'd be asking for. 100%. But I, I also think the reason the AAV keeps coming up is because all the reporters who like, you know, there's been like these little soft leaks. I've been calling them with the Niners and Joe and Nick. Like it's not, you know, cause they all promise we're not going to leak anything, but it's just been a little soft leaks and all the soft leaks are about AAV and they're about Aaron Donald's money. Right. Well, think of what Aaron Donald's contract was, right. And you and I texted about this. Khalil Mack is still playing on the contract like Aaron Donald that they signed like that six year extension. Aaron Donald got to the point in his contract when he dropped, I'm going to retire. It was also AKA, my contract is now fake NFL standards. So if I ever shatter a leg or something goes wrong, you can throw me to the trash like you did with Todd Gurley. You can just get rid of me. So he didn't get, like, it wasn't like he was a free agent or coming into the last year of his deal and get $100 million over three years or whatever it worked out to be, I guess, with that bonus. He basically got his remaining contract fully guaranteed, but that wasn't even close to the number, so they had to add $10 million a year on it to add an extra $30 million to get to the 31-whatever threshold. So it was like Khalil hasn't been good enough, and he's been banged up to even entertain that shit, where Donald was the opposite. He was elite, the player of the year, uh, Super Bowl champ. But that was not like what Nick and Joey attacked. They were going to be free agents, or go into that franchise tag within a year mode. Let's deal. Let's get something worked out. So they were, they're a little different, right? Donald just got like kind of taken care of with a contract that was about to become fake. Where Joey, Miles Garrett, TJ got just like contract extensions, right? I guess is the way I would look at it. And that's what Nick is going to get a contract extension. Where I, but he's going. Look at these guys years ago. And, like, I'm trying to change precedent. I got the leverage, right? It's all about comps. But sometimes if you go to Malibu or Paradise Valley or Manhattan, like, comps get thrown out the window with premium real estate. And I'm premium real estate. Like, I'm more, I'm closer to a quarterback than Kittles and Debo in terms of the way you deal with them. Because you can add Kittles, 
Uh, that's what uh, Tomlin calls them, Kittles. Kittles. They call them Debo's. Uh, <laughs> Debo's Samuel, too. Kittles, Debo's. So that's 30 plus 60. That's 90. And then, like, Fred, 27. He might want guaranteed what those three guys got combined. And this is where I think the 49ers, and you and I have talked about this. I went on our buddy Kawakami's podcast today. They have never been in an uncomfortable situation. Even the Jimmy Garoppolo contract, within they knew within 12 months that thing was so tiny. I mean, he was a $25 million quarterback three years later when guys were making 48. And not, and not all of them are Mahomes. I mean, we're talking Dak and some of these guys that are in Jimmy's world. Cousins making 38. Jimmy was making dramatically less than him. Uh, this is... The first uncomfortable... Debo was uncomfortable because it was like, okay, Debo, your little trade request, shape-wise, it wasn't like... If Debo's balling, if he looked like he did in the preseason, whatever. Nick's about like, this is the biggest contract in franchise history by a mile, by double. If they, what, what are the biggest? Jimmy, Trent, and Debo. 70, 60, and 60, basically, right? Yeah. Like th- those three numbers. Nick's probably in the 120-130 mode, as he they should knew, be. They knew they could bully Debo with love. Like, they knew they could tell, they could just over wear Debo down. Much like the way he plays, you can't wear Bosa down. And Rapshi keeps repeating this thing about the Bosa family, the Bosa family. He keeps mentioning dad and the brothers. Never mentions mom. I feel like mom might be pushing this a little bit, too. But they but know Nick that- would have... If there were like two other Knicks, let's say TJ, Nick, and like another version of like that. Like if Miles Garrett and Chase Young were all as good as Nick? Well, yeah, and they were all signing contracts. Like Nick, if they're all signing 112, okay, we'll give you 115, but we can't give you 130. Debo was swimming upstream with the crew, right? The dandy crew. There were three of them. So D, we couldn't give you 48, but we also we don't have to give you 70. Like the crew was all between 58 and 60. Trent, think about him, who was a true free agent. Chiefs are offering 58-5. It's like, okay, here's 60. Like the, Nick's kind of on an island right now. Because even well, Chris Jones, you'd be like, well, that's his third contract, and he's getting he's kind of doing the Aaron Donald version, right? Yeah. I, I am getting my real big, you know, contract extension, which in the NFL could be the last extension he ever gets, right? It's just the way football works. There's not that many guys that can challenge the structure of, you know, the top 10 or the top 15 paid guys or quarterbacks, right? But if anybody could try, Bosa's on the short list. So if I'm him, I'm, you know, I think part of the argument might be like, guys, would you rather have Kyler Murray than me? Because Kyler's got 160 guaranteed on his deal. 160. And they're going to, they're going to tank and replace him this year. And they're paying him $160 million. So I don't care what position he plays, what position I play. Team captain, Kyler Murray. He was How many captains captain. they got? By the coach, though, not a vote. By oh, the okay. Coach. So the Steelers did their votes. Najee Harris, weirdly, not an offensive captain for the Steelers. Only Kenny Pickett might, was an offensive captain. Might not be their best running back guy. They got a, they, a little weird. A little weird. Uh, but... 160 million guarantee because like that'd be part of the argument if I'm Bosa's like so the argument for me to not get 160 which is what Kyler got is just that he plays quarterback and I play pass rusher we'll go check the NFL 100 would you trade me for him straight up no not even close you wouldn't even think about it you you are praying he stays in the league for the next decade so I can chase his ass down I bet so I don't Kyle, know what you guys you, are talking you- about why you talk- don't talk to me about TJ Watt or almost retired Aaron Donald Kyle, be honest. Would you trade Darnold straight up for Kyler Murray? We know the answer. No. That list of guys he trade Darnold straight up for is like 10 guys. Four quarterbacks. Yeah, might might be be small. No, none of them are quarterbacks. (laughs) They're all interior defensive linemen. Kyle's favorite. So the, the, The Niners are very consistent that they get to win deals. And because Parag's the lead at his job, and they do. They get to win every deal. And that, part of it is luck of like their best players play positions that are cheap relative to like the quarterbacks. And I, I'd even say Trent was unique. He was he was older. He had been the cancer situation. He had set out a year. It wasn't his list of teams was probably small, right? He didn't want to play for he wasn't going to just go take the most money if the Texans offered it. Well, look at the look who it really came down to. Chance to win Super Bowl, the Chiefs. Right. 
Niners got very lucky. He easily could have just been like, fuck it, I'll just go play for Andy and Mahomes. <laughs> that could have happened. I clearly got pretty close. They have, And they benefit from having a really good relationship with Trent. Clearly the Debo thing. This is, there's no emotion involved in this one. I think this is the first time they've ever had since Parag's ran the cash where they've thrown out these type monies relative to the position, relative to what it's going to mean right away, and they're getting no's. And they're getting the the Rod Tidwell, the Jerry Maguire showing me the money. Like, this ain't good enough. More. More. As Remember somebody, uh, as Miracle? <laughs> the, the, the scene where he's like, again, again, and they keep doing yeah. the, the gassers on skates. That's what he's like. More. 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 It just doesn't end. And I applaud Bosa because I, I'm – Listen, I'm just pro, like, people always think, like, I'm pro the team or whatever. Well, I, Saquon Barkley, you would never let him bend you over, right? Luckily, at most positions, it's not even that complicated. This one is like, Bosa's got the leverage, man. And I, if I'm him, sit out a game, let him lose. See, let him really fucking shake in their boots. Because eventually, the, the head guy is going to be like, I don't give a shit. Just figure it out. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh, not off not feeling great about shohei less than 38 and a half right now but i put that one in the app just because i wanted something to root against with the dodgers prize picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured so hoops somebody leaves in the first half no problem injury insurance and on prize picks you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars i'm gonna give you the same advice i gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said, they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get two more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the performance package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code HAM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With Butcherbox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sight line on the app. 
And uh, it's real easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the Game Time app now. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Well, that's you see, I think that's what's interesting about this deal is all the all the deals they've done have there's been some level of influence where the skills that John Lynch have and the skills that Kyle Shanahan have interpersonally have come into play, right? Kittle wanted to be here. Debo. We're going to show Debo the love and show him that this is the place for him and he's going to be here. This is a Parag contract. This is not a John Lynch or Kyle step in, make a phone call, have a heart to heart with Debo and like, hey, man, we need look, let's get this done together. We want we want this to work out for everybody. This is they don't get to play that role. Right. Which is John Lynch's strength. Like that's John Lynch's. He is a fucking interpersonal. That's his thing. Like, let me none of it matters. That's why people when people have said, like, you know, I don't know why the Niners have publicly they keep. They kept acting so confident. Like, what? Are they? They're just trying to manage the situation with Nick. It doesn't matter. They agreed we're not going to send messages. That's what it looks like when you're not sending messages through the media. You want to know what it looks like when you do send messages through the media? Go watch Coach Prime's post game press conference the other day. Those are messages through the media. People are like, you know, it's not the media's job to root for his team. I agree. It's not. Jeff Perlman went on this whole thing. I agree, Jeff. It's not the media's job. But I think Jeff's right. Like, there are some media that are fanboys, and it's not their job to be fanboys. But my point would be, Jeff, Coach Prime, he's not Dion's not talking to them. He's not at, he's talking to them, but he's not actually talking to them. A and B. Let me just add this, John. I do think I talked to a guy who covers the Buffs. I'm like, was that acrimonious? He was like, no. I think people always from the outside. It happens with Saban all the time. You don't really know the dynamic with a coach in a media room because they meet with him twice a week, three times a week from the outside. And it's usually like a little bit like what Dion does and what Nick does. But I don't think anybody walks out of there. Nick Saban's press conference. What, you know, the local guys all have the, the reporters all know him. What, like they have a relationship. And I asked the guy, they're like, was that acrimonious? He's like, no, it, it was like, he was having fun with everybody, but he was sending a message to the recruits. He was sending a message to the parents. That's what he was doing. The Niners was said, he talking to Ed Werder. Wasn't Ed Werder. One of the guys oh, was that was there. Like, yeah. He's just, I mean, so, but so the Niners said, we're not going to do that stuff. And so they, all they said in press conferences was we're confident. I don't actually think they were that confident because I think it's been difficult for them for a while. And we know that John Lynch wanted him here two weeks ago and that Kyle, Kyle probably freaks out about this stuff a little bit. I don't think they, they were anywhere near as confident as they kept saying they were because they knew it was not moving, that nothing was happening. Okay. Well, so I, really I quick blame on, them for that. On the prime thing. I'm, I'm with you. If you if you talk or you know he was mainly I think speaking a lot to the print media, 
if you are going to write something, write whatever you believe. Like that's part of your job. But and they can be historically curmudgeon, very angry, and negative. If you're wrong, the other side is allowed to come back. It's a two-way street, and I think a lot of the media, especially the old school print, think it's only a one-way street. It, he's allowed. I'm with you. He's. It wasn't about. It was about something bigger than that. Like when he eventually is the head coach of Texas or the Cowboys in a couple of years. Like he's he's setting the tone Cowboys. for the fucking rocket ship that is. Prime right now, and Shador, and Shiloh. We got to give Shiloh his love. See that guy fucking crushing people across the middle? Yeah. Shiloh's the most and underrated Jr., player on man. the team. He's the, media, he's the man behind the media. God, they're they pumping it out. Underrated part about Dion, old school football guy. Yeah. Old school football guy. For all the progressive social media stuff, didn't they, in the spring and definitely in training, tackling to the ground. Like Dion, actually, I was talking to Kawakami about this, much closer, because Kawakami compared him to Harbaugh. Yeah. Like just making people uncomfortable, doing things weird. But their roots and who they are as football guys stems from like the mid 80s. Shem Beckler, Bobby Bowden, tackling in practice. When you hear Dion talk about football, there was a scene in that game when he went over to Sonny Dykes when the player was down. Football guys like Dion Sanders, like talking about football. But Dion's different when him and Sonny are just probably. I watched Sonny Dykes' press conference. Sonny was fucking blown away by how unreal they were. He was like, I've never seen anything like I've been in college football for 30 years, never seen anything like that. But that, like the Bosa thing, like the 49ers haven't had, the only thing they would have had close to this was Alden Smith, and before it ever got to that, he had fallen off the wagon and was right. just in jail all the time. Right. But the Kaepernick contracts, the fakest contract in the history of contracts. The Jimmy contract was a little ahead of its curve, but when you it factor in It was the biggest how, at the time. But when you factor in how many of like the group of the next tier guys... Rodgers still had another big contract in him. Mahomes was not even Mahomes yet. It was just, it was really about to explode, and it did. Right? If if those, if Rodgers doesn't resurrect his career and the star group of, like, Mahomes and Josh Allen kind of don't kind of come to fruition fast in Lamar, who knows? Maybe that number kind of gets, you know, diminished, diluted. It never shoots up like it did, but these guys became, Mahomes became an all-time great player within two years. Josh Allen saved a franchise fast, right? Herbert it just immediately was like, we, you know, Jalen Hurts. It kind of just went on its crazy stretch over the last, wouldn't you say, the last three or four years of these guys? Like, you got no choice. I mean, it's just, what are you going to do? And then even some of the randoms, right? Dak 160, Cousins is signing for a lot. So it got, I don't want to say inflated, but it is kind of inflated. Because I always say this in the NBA. I don't give a fuck what the rules are or whatever, under no circumstances I'm giving Jalen Brown $300 million. I'm trading him. Like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't sign my second best player to that contract who can't dribble. Like, I, and it's like, you just, what are you going to do? Like, I get in football when you have the quarterback, because unlike in basketball, your number two guy, like, can I win a championship with this guy as my number two? Clay, I had to max him out because I know he was injured, but he proved that he could win a championship. In football, you do get stuck once you get to that DAC kind of level. Even Lamar. Like, Lamar hasn't really proven it in the playoffs, but I, I understand doing it. But it does just kind of like, beside Mahomes, I'd even say Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. I, I'm pretty confident on Jalen, but let's just see him do it another year. You don't really feel great. You feel good about the person, obviously, like DAC or Cousins, but like you know they're not as good as the other guys. That's what sucks, right? At least when you pay... Curry, like the top five, six guys, you're like, I can win a championship with this guy. Giannis, Jokic, LeBron, Curry. I mean, there's like six of them. But you got to do it with like Dame and whatever. You're like, you ain't winning a championship with this guy. So, like, you want to do business that way. At least with Nick Bosa, you know at his position, he is in a cha- he's a championship game-changing guy. And he's on the list of four or five guys that, like, if you quote-unquote overpay and quote-unquote he wins, like, who gives a fuck? I think what you just said is really specifically correct, that he's a championship-winning guy. As long as you're trying to win a championship without a star-level quarterback, which is what the Niners are trying to do, then you need a way to make the other team's star-level quarterback less of a star-level player in the one game you're going to play in the championship against Mahomes or against Josh Allen or against Joe Burrow, right? But even in the NFC against Dak and Jalen, right? Yeah. Less so against Dak, but yeah, I agree. So but he impacts Dak like Dak. Uh, we, uh, no, mean, you're right. Listen, I'm not the I biggest my, Dak my, guy. My point you is, like, throw five touchdowns in a playoff game. 
with Should less than Bosa's faster. If he's not like you, the NFC is still weak enough that you can, but there's a difference between being an NFC title contender and being a Super Bowl contender, given who's coming out of that other side of the bracket. Right. But you're right. I mean, it applies to the NFC too. So like he is really specifically built for any team, but he's really specifically built for this team, given what they don't have for as good as we think Brock can be, what they don't have at quarterback, which is one of those franchise carry the team to the Super Bowl guys. Like I said today on, I did a quick stream earlier when the rap sheet thing came out and I said, the lucky, the Niners are lucky. They're not in the chiefs position because the chiefs play Thursday and Chris Jones isn't signed. And somebody made a great comment. He's like, don't ever say the Niners are lucky that they're not the Chiefs. I was like, good point. <laughs> the Chiefs have Mahomes. They've got a championship. You're not lucky to not be them. You'd be lucky to be them, right? But I don't know how many games you can – I think that's – we can keep talking about the contract. I do think there's another conversation on Bosa we should get to, which is what is the how, what what is the worst-case scenario here with him, and can you, can you weather that storm? Well, this is how you win. You sit out games. No one's ever willing to do it because the money now, even when you feel you're getting screwed, Saquon Jacobs is still $12 million, right? (laughs) We're not giving these guys league minimum. So the franchise tag is still elite. I don't care who you are. It's a ton of money. It's more money than you've ever made if you're those guys uh, on a per-year basis, and it allows you big season to get paid again. So I think he's definitely prepared games. Chris Jones clearly is, right? I think as we're recording this, I think it would be a shock if Chris Jones is there, right, at this time. Well, their game is when it's Thursday. It's Tuesday. so Yeah, so it's a little over 48 hours. Honestly, that's like 53 hours. If we're recording this at 12, yeah, five times kickoff, five. So, yeah, not far away. He's not, not going to play. So I think Bosa is about a day or two away from not going to play. And listen. So he I plays Friday, anyone. you think he doesn't – if he signs Friday, you think he plays Sunday? I'd have I, to go back and look at the exact date. Now, he was holding in, but he was not practicing. I do – Tomlin mentioned this of why they're preparing because it would be prudent. You're being prudent by preparing because you, you expect him to figure this out, and if he does show up, you, you're like, why would you not have prepared for such a great player? I feel like TJ definitely signed on like Monday or Tuesday. When, I think it was week. Wednesday night. Because they said it was the day before third, the, the season opener, even though they didn't play till Sunday. So I'm pretty sure he had like two sacks and an interception in that game. Tomlin alluded to like him looking like he looked like TJ Watt. He did. So yeah, can, you can get to Thursday. I think the Watt family and the Bosa family have a lot in common in terms of like taking their nutrition and workouts very seriously, right? But I I do think it's a little different. It's a lot different. Again, TJ was in the building. Yeah, I, I, I think... That's a big difference. You, you give a guy that level of money, I'm sorry, I, I can't risk it all week one of the day of the first year of his contract, right? Like, I, I got to do a feel-out process. I, You're I saying can't you can't him play him if he shows up Friday? No, no, no. I, not that I can't play him. This is the big leagues. I, I, I have to be very, very... It's very difficult because once he starts playing, he looks good, you push him, and then all of a sudden... You get a hamstring injury. I'm sure it's going to be hot and humid. It's just, it's a very risky proposition. Like you said, it's risky with TJ. He's still training. He might not be practicing, but he's working out on his own in the facility. You're around him every day. What if Bosa showed up fat? Like, (laughs) did you read Kyle? I know you talked to Tim. I'm sure you talked to him about it. He had a good piece. He wrote, you know, the Niners probably felt incorrectly secure about the fact that unlike with Debo, this guy stays in shape. So you're like, ah, doesn't matter. We can take it up to you know two weeks before the season. He'll be in shape when he shows up. But maybe that gave them a false sense of security that they could keep kicking the can down the road. Yeah, I don't even think it was kicking a can down the road. I, I just think they are the most powerful words you can ever have, I, I think, in business is no. And they are used to hearing some no's early on, but they've always got yeses when they really needed a yes. In, in our since me and you have been around the team, that Harbaugh crew of guys from Willis to Bowman to Staley to Vernon to all the guys they signed, Frank, and they were extending a lot of those guys early to this iteration of the Freds, the Trents, the Kittles. They've had a couple weird situations. I mean, I'm sure they lost a little sleep with the Trent, right? He could leave. Definitely the Debo situation was just weird. 
I, I think it probably was less uncomfortable than it probably seemed for them. <laughs> but uh, spread, it was. It's been pretty easy for them, man. Yeah. And th- this one, I would say, the York era of something that matters at this level is they've never been this uncomfortable. And I think it's this guy ain't fucking around. Like he ain't showing up, and he shouldn't. If you want to get what you want to get, sit down a game or two. That's the only way to get your one thirty, one forty. Right. Because they're just going to keep going of like precedent. This is like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Which happens all the time in all these other industries, right? It's like, well, this company, it's like, I don't care. You I'm not that it? guy. I Not only am I not that guy, I know you need me. We all know it. Like, I have the leverage. I have it. Like, as you saw, like, ultimately, like, really quickly, even though Trey's leverage was the trades, like, he had none. It's like, boom, traded him. Right, Purdy, like, oh, they like him, but go shitty for a month. See how that turns out. Like, Nick has all the cards, man. They, they really don't have any juice. Besides, I think it's like, I guess week eight, he has to show back up just so his contract tolls or whatever the, the word is. That's the word. But like that, that you can't go eight games without this guy. You're going to play the Cowboys and the Giants. Hell, you're probably going to play the Steelers without him. Potentially. I mean, we'll see. I guess we still got... Sad. I don't think you can sign him on Saturday and play. Feels like it's got to happen by Thursday to feel okay about putting him out there for twenty-five snaps. Friday, I might feel okay putting him out there. I heard one of the Steelers people say that they once signed did a. I almost said Hufunga, not a not Hufunga. Their Hufunga, uh, Paul Amalu contract on the plane on the on the tarmac. They signed a contract before they took off for a game, and then Paul Amalu got on the plane and played. I remember a franchise. They played in Oakland. Oh, they're called the Raiders. Uh-huh. This this guy used to play for the Niners, got in a bunch of trouble. Alden Smith, I think his name was, was just out of the league for a while in training camp, had gotten in trouble. Someone signs him on, like, Friday, probably after lunch, and then Sunday he's playing against the Bengals, and it did not go well. Now, that's I, that does not parallel this situation. I was at that game. <laughs> that I was. was uh, you were at that game. That was a a murder. But the Bengals versus the Rams. it was Whitworth dominated him and the other guy. Who's the other guy? Oh, uh, uh, the, the dude with the, the the titties from Alabama. Yeah, I mean Something it was. Smith. I remember feeling. I remember watching it, feeling like Alden got taken advantage of. Isn't the word? But like nobody was looking out for him. Yeah, he did not belong I'm pretty on the field. Sure. Well, the Bengals, they treated the Raiders as a whole. Remember, Pac-Man took Amari's head and slammed it into the helmet. <laughs> His helmet had fallen off. Oh, and yeah. Remember? He, yeah. He grabbed Amari. <laughs> like, Wait, was, was like, that the, did you say, was that Derek Carr's stiff arm game too? You hurt his thumb? I think so, yeah. Or was that Derek's yeah. like rookie? Yeah, that what Bengals can't come that frequently. That would it right? No, that was it. That would have been it. Andre Smith. Um, Actually, he turned around his career and, you know, solid player after the titties. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the picture of the Arkansas coach? With the I Huckabee did. Family? Sam Pittman. Yeah. Rough look. I mean, there's only so many push-ups you can do. You're a head football coach. You, you got other things to do. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about the Bosa thing, if he misses a game and then you sign him to the deal, right? If he misses a game, you're like – the second he misses a game, you are now not signing him to anything other than the deal that he wants, right? So I, he's been on your team now for I, a couple I, of years. I, 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 I think we're already at that point. It's now like, are you guys going to tap out? Because he's well, not. No, no, I know what like I'm he, saying is. You're if, on the ground MMA style. It's like, he's not tapping. Are you going to tap and end this? So, but the point, John, is like, he's been on their team for several years now. They've done a deal with him before. Rookie deal. Remember, that that deal wasn't as easy as most rookie deals are. He wanted the money. He wanted, what was the, he like wanted all up front and rookie deals don't get structured that way. Didn't Joey hold out of a rookie deal? Yeah, Joey wanted, it was the same deal. Like, well, you usually pay it this way, but I want it all now. (laughs) Oh, but you get it eventually. Cool. Well, I want it now. Yeah. But this would be money. If he misses a game and then they end up paying him what he was asking for three weeks ago. Because I'm, I don't think that he, I don't think he's saying more. I think he's saying no. Here's the number. Let me know when you're ready to meet the number. It would be a pretty colossal misread of your own guy to misread to think that your guy's going to crack, and then he doesn't crack. 
And it's one thing when it's a guy you don't really know or when your GM and your negotiator and your coach have changed. Uh, but they've they've known Nick Bosa his whole pro career, and they knew him when it came to signing him as a rookie. And if he holds out, basically they're saying, we don't believe you. You're going you're gonna to take our deal. You're not going to miss a game. We don't believe you. It would be a pretty colossal misread of your own guy for him to hold out, and then you end up paying him anyway, what he would have taken a month ago. Totally agree. I, I just realized that <laughs> I, uh, I go on Gottlieb. You know, usually I, during the season we do this a little later, and I go on in five minutes. What do you want to do? Pause the show? Well, yeah, I mean, you could argue just this is pretty fluid situation. Just put this up. Uh, yeah, we could argue that. But we got, you know. Yeah, five minutes? Four minutes. Yeah. I, well, we got a lot of topics we could hit another day, too. I wanted to play. You want to you hear Tomlin on Purdy? You want to do that in five yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, uh, listen to this. This is today press conference Purdy. So the question is to Mike Tomlin, what are the keys uh, that you focus on with Brock Purdy when there hasn't been a lot of tape? It's less specifically about Brock Purdy and it's more about how Kyle Shanahan chooses to utilize his quarterback within the schematics of what it is that he does. And so whether it's Purdy or, or Darnold or Garoppolo or anyone that, you know, Matt Ryan or his days in Cleveland, uh, we just see very similar things in terms of their approach to football. It's very quarterback friendly. Um, it doesn't put them in a lot of adverse circumstances. It keeps them on schedule. And in doing so, it minimizes the potential for negativity. It's a great platform, particularly for a young guy to play and gain experience. And I think it's reflective of Purdy's journey a year ago and their collective journey a year ago. But I imagine uh, his growth and development in that experience has him and them ready to take another step, just like we are with our young quarterback. A lot of stuff stood out there. <laughs> well... When a guy is not on a team, you ain't going to spend one second watching them. But is there a chance that they didn't – have they watched one tape of Trey Lance in the Steeler building? No. Why would they? <laughs> yeah, you waste their time. Uh, Two things stood out to me. One, he goes straight to Darnold. He's like, Purdy Darnold. <laughs> so there, he knows Kyle well. Then he mentions Matt Ryan. Oh, he mentions Jimmy, then Matt Ryan, then the guys in Cleveland. <laughs> Manziel? <laughs> coach Manziel I don't know what the guys in Cleveland means but clearly what he's saying is this is more about the coach than it is about the player and maybe it's evolving into the being about the player but it's about the coach it's about the coach every single person that talks about this offense quarterback friendly quarterback friendly quarterback friendly <laughs> you know and one quarterback just couldn't figure it out quarterback friendly quarterback friendly as Mike said they throw short and run long. Right. Yeah. That's the way he described it earlier in that press conference. Throw short and run long. And he knows these guys, right? They There were some crossover. Kyle was in, in Tampa. He mentioned Forrester was in Tampa. It's weird. There's these weird like connections. Coach a lot of ass of, kickers, he said about Kacarek. <laughs> of Gruden that, yeah, I just... Um, I do think a big picture thing with this team is going to be to me the Trey Lance thing is kind of dead right that it's just they, they not kind they of it's on, it's on another team yeah, yeah I, but I do think the Kyle quarterback conversation until he just has a guy that he works with for seven straight years it's just always going to be a league story always going to be something the Darnold situation I think he mentions Darnold because I don't think we're alone out here like I, I think the league talks about like he likes this guy man and listen, they've, especially a veteran coach, they've all had their moments with a late drafted guy that had a moment. If he doesn't sustain it, and Tomlin's big on this, doing it over and over and over again, he will pivot. Now, I, I believe in Purdy. I think he's going to look good. I don't know necessarily, and this game's going to be hard. Like, I think when the dust settles, the Cowboys, the Niners, if they get both in, the Steelers, I mean, these are the top three or four teams that are going to be like the number one defense in the league. If you tell me he throws 180 yards and it's a, you know, 17 to 13 type game, like that's on the table. But 
you you said it. You're the first person that I ever heard say it. Is like, don't expect some fucking long nine inning Nolan Ryan leash here because that is just not going to be the case. No. Now I'm not saying it would have been Trey Lance 2022 lease with Jimmy, but the ship ain't going down with one quarter. This is not the Chiefs. This is not the Bills. Or that's not the way it's going to be treated. It will not be treated that way. And he'll just go like this guy will just be the backup now if it if it gets weird. And he could come it, back in two weeks. Yeah, that's what happens when you have random quarterbacks contracts, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right, is that that for right now? Yeah. Okay, thanks for hanging, everybody, and uh, more content coming soon. And when Bosa signs, and it'll be about 8.30 p.m. on Friday night, just you wait. (laughs) Maybe we'll do something. All right. If if they do that during prime... Prime time, 9.30 in the morning Saturday. I'll lose my shit. (laughs) All right. We'll be back soon, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Later. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.